This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Mindsetters. How do we build a multi-million dollar wholesaling business through cold calling and other direct-to-seller outreach campaigns without giving up or getting frustrated along the way? Well, we get deep into this with Brent Daniels of Wholesaling Inc. in this episode, and there is some must-listen-to nuggets. You're not going to want to miss this. Let's get into it. Got something amazing to share with you. Of course, all of you guys know the Mindset Members Club is live and we have an incredible community of phenomenal real estate investors of varying levels from people who are just getting started to people who have been flipping, wholesaling, multifamily, doing big deals, making big money, who are in this community because they want to really take their life to the whole nother level. You know, majority of our members, the reason that they're joining is because they want to go from point A to point B as quickly as possible. They want to compress decades into days. They want to learn from other people's experience. But most importantly, they want to take action. They want to start applying the things that they're learning on this podcast right here and so many other places where they're learning all this material, but they're not actually putting anything into practice. And the most important part about education is actually applying it. You know, going out and reading a book, but not applying anything in your life is a waste of time. And I straight up encourage you to stop listening to podcasts if you're not ready to actually start acting. You know, that's a challenge. Maybe I'm going to lose some listeners, but what I promise you is I'm going to attract the kind of people who I want to spend more time with, the kind of people who are ready to step up their game and join the Mindset Members Club, but most importantly, the kind of people who are ready to take action. You know, that's what this group is all about. It's about learning with other incredible people, spending time networking in a phenomenal community, building accountability, but most importantly, it's about taking action and applying. And we've set up the curriculum in such a way that people are actually doing the work, right? And it's such a big thing. If you've ever thought, hey, I know what to do, but for some reason I'm not doing it, or I'm making some pretty good money, but I want to take it to another level, then I encourage you to join us. You know, of course, in the Mindset Members Club, we have an incredible coach, Trevor McGregor, former Tony Robbins Platinum Master Coach, over 25,000 hours of coaching experience, coaching millionaires and billionaires, Fortune 500 CEOs, and some of the top real estate brass you know, in our industry. And of course, you get to spend time with me, real estate investor, entrepreneur, mindset expert. I have you know, bought and flipped over 200 houses in the last three years, wholesaled, and have built an incredible team. And I'm an absolute expert when it comes to going out and figuring out how to find deals and how to get you to actually start taking action and doing the things that are most important. So regardless of where you're at in your real estate journey, and I encourage you to head over to the investormindset.com slash members and consider joining the Mindset Members Club because we are ready to take action and we are looking for more people who are ready to step it up together. So I look forward to seeing you guys in there. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I am so grateful and excited to have Brent Daniels in the studio. How are you doing today, Brent? I am awesome. I love this podcast. I love what you're doing here. I love you as a host. I think that you ask just unbelievable questions. So let's go. I'm really excited about this. I really am. I'm standing means- up. 
I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> that means a lot coming from uh, one of the best out there. Brent, of course, you guys know as a multi-million dollar wholesaler out of Phoenix, Arizona. You know, he's also the creator of Talk to People, TTP as it's known, which is just going out, talking to people, going out, finding deals. And, you know, he's personally coached over a thousand wholesalers enrolled in his cold calling mastery training and tens of thousands of folks through Wholesaling Inc., and through the YouTube and all the other channels that he's got. So he's got a lot of good stuff to share with us, a lot of stuff on mindset, on going out and finding deals. So I hope you guys are ready for it. Are you ready to jump in? I'm ready. Let's go, Steven. All right. So you've obviously done a lot of stuff. You're killing it. But why don't we start out by taking a look back? What events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Interesting. I mean, I love this. So I grew up in a family where we had dinner every night, right? We said, what, what's one nice thing that happened to you every day, right? I was always uh, encouraged and supported and loved and told I was the best. And it was great. It gives you a lot of confidence. It gives you a lot of happiness. It gives you a great solid foundation with the family. Kind of middle class. You know, my dad worked for a big corporation called Honeywell and was kind of in that corporate world, which was interesting. We got to move to Australia. We got to move to Germany, so got some impact there. But the interesting thing about growing up that way is you feel like you're invincible. You feel like you can do anything, and you feel like all the choices that you make are right. And that really ended up biting me in the ass later as you get into the real world where you know the actions that you take and the decisions that you make aren't necessarily always going to be right. So anyway, that was the childhood. It was great. What I would say is if you grew up and there wasn't a lot of support or there wasn't a lot of getting together and this really strong family unit, I think it goes both ways, right? That could give you the hunger to keep going and, and really make something of yourself. But if you did, I, I mean, I think that, that it can be an advantage no matter what. I think it just depends on what you want to do with it. I think what I did was I had all the support and I ended up flat on my face, $750,000 in debt on like real debt, like a judgment against me debt, right? That really helped to shape where I'm at now. But what I will say is growing up in a family where you get a lot of love and support, get into the real world and see what that's like. Okay. And take your time with it because you might've lived a cushy life and you need to like build up some thick skin. This is so great because what you just said there is so true. It's all about how we define those challenges or the greatness that we grew up with. Because, you know, for a lot of people, you know, growing up, talking about gratitudes every day at the dinner table, having, you know, means, not worrying about whether food's going to be put on the table, maybe not always fighting about money. And I'm not saying that didn't happen for you. But, you know, you could define that in two different ways. And so it's so cool for you to point that out, because even if people didn't grow up with that, they might develop some other skill set, some other thing or, along the way. But talk to me about what was the downside? Because I think you're alluding to a little bit that that you felt invincible. Yeah. You went out yeah. and were doing these things. But, you know, what happened? Well, and Stephen, I reflect on this a lot, especially now as a dad. Right. Because, you know, as well as I do, once you start having some financial success, once you start having the means to be able to provide a ton of opportunities for your kids, you wonder if you're going to spoil them, if you're raising them right, if they're going to know what the real world's like, like how to do it. So I really reflect on that a lot because I want to make sure that they're prepared and find their purpose and their fulfillment. But in the same, I can't, you know, just protect them all the time. You know what I mean? I don't want these soft 
spoiled, entitled kids. You know what I mean? So I think that that's, that's just a little side note. Yeah, so what I did is I got right out of college. I got read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in college. was like, okay, I got to get a real estate license. Got my real estate license in 2004. Started selling real estate. I thought, this is so easy. I'm going to open up my own brokerage, right? Anybody that sells like over $5 million worth of real estate or whatever at some point is like, I'm going to start my, I'm going to be the next Keller Williams or whatever, right? So I went out and just, it was all ego. It had nothing based in fact. This was all my ego. This was all me hoping that things would work out because they usually did. And I signed an office lease for a big, for like 7,000 square foot office space for a brokerage, for real estate brokerage. I signed the lease in January of 2008. Okay. And Not the August best time. In August 2008, the economic world like melted and I signed a personal guarantee. So here's the thing for everybody listening. If you don't pay your lease because you're not making money, they sue you. <laughs> they, they sue you. So that was a whole different thing for me. So now I'm feeling like a failure. I'm feeling all these things, all these, you know, negative mindset. I mean, this whole show is about mindset. We're creeping in. And the worst thing that I did is I stopped action. I stopped moving. I, stopped, I like cocooned a bit, you know what I mean, emotionally and just tactically in, in my everyday business. So when I stopped moving, when I stopped reaching out, when I stopped being proactive, when I stopped, my whole mindset was totally crushed. Crushed. And it sounds like coming out of that, I mean, you stopped moving and I've been there where I feel like, man, I'm on top of the world. Things are going great. And then, you know, you have a bunch of people quit or you have some big failure or you lose money on some marketing thing, or you're just not where you want to be. And you pull back. And when you pull back, that's the worst thing you can do. And it sounds like, I mean, I know a little bit about your philosophy, but you know, how do you move forward from that? And it sounds like you're the kind of guy now who will never give up, who will never stop, who's not going to ever let that hold him back? I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I hope that I'm that. I've been fortunate that like certain big major things have never happened. I've never had a, a really close loved one pass away. I haven't gone through some terrible illness. Like there's a lot of people that have some real life challenges that are like really, really, really serious. Right. And so I've been very fortunate there. But what I'll say is what I figured out was this. What I figured out was I knew that I had, I had talents and skills and abilities to be able to communicate effectively, okay? I understand personality types. I understand tone and pacing of the words that you use and say in different sales situations or real estate situations or on appointments. I just wasn't using them because I was shut down. So I got to the point where I was so broke, Stephen, that I had to do something. Like I was living off of my parents' credit card. Here's another like comfy landing for Brent, you know, type of thing. And it just switched. I was at a park. I was sitting there. It's the middle of like a Wednesday. I'm like, what the hell am I doing with my life? You know, and I just decided right then and there that I needed to be proactive. I knew that people were still buying houses. They were still fixing up houses. They were still flipping houses. I had no idea what wholesaling was, but I knew that there were people that were looking for distressed property. So I just started going out and door knocking and door knocking and door knocking, door knocking. And then I was able to start getting phone numbers for properties. And that's where the whole TTP philosophy really came out of. Because I truly believe if you are in action, 
if you're taking action every single day, it like totally cuts through all the anxiety. It cuts through the stress. Like if you know that you're going, you know, it's the law of cause and effect, right? The cause was I need to talk to a lot of distressed property owners. The effect was I can make some money. So that's where everything kind of came together with the TTP philosophy, which is simply talk to people. Like if you're constantly talking to people every single day, you literally cannot lose in our business. Yeah, it's such a simple concept. And it's one that people can actually wrap their heads around and apply if they actually put the process to work. But why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? Obviously, you're a wholesaler and you're coaching wholesalers. But you know, get us a little bit further into your business. I know that you're running a business similar to me where you've got all these different people running different areas of your business. And I'd love to share with the audience what that looks like so they could have a little bit of a vision of what's possible once you get out of just hustling into growing a business in this space. So let's get real. I mean, so <laughs> this is a really interesting thing. I looked at the business, Stephen, and I looked at cost per deal. I looked at what I'm paying my acquisition managers, what I'm paying disposition, what I'm paying certain roles in my company, whether that be cold callers, whether that be a lead manager, whatever. I looked at the costs and I looked at what is their capacity, right? What's their like real capacity? And in Phoenix, you can, or if you, if you scale to other areas, I was looking at it and I ran the numbers and I said, okay, I can have a million dollars. So we're at a million two. We do about 50 deals a year. That's it. 50 deals, but we average 27,000. So we do good size deals. So it's about a million two that we do. And I keep 41% of it, right? So I look at that and I say, okay, and this is what's really, really, really important here for everybody listening, for everybody considering this business and scaling and everything else. When you scale, you have more financial responsibility, not only to be bringing in leads for lead generation, but for all the people that are you're responsible for. Now you've got their financial responsibility in your hands of everybody that works for you. So I made the mistake early on that I wanted a big company. I had 60 agents, I had a ton of staff, I had all this stuff, but the net was so low. I looked at it, Stephen, and I said, okay, if I take this thing to 2 million, if I take this thing to 3 million, what will my net be? the exact same amount that I net personally at 1.2 million. For real. I mean, for real, because you increase all the other costs and everything there. So, I mean, it was just- I've seen it personally. I just want to say, I know that you've got a philosophy about buying deals or earning deals. And I can say that I've been in the business for three years, done just over 200 wholesale deals out of state. I've never lived in a state I've done business in. But what I can say is that I bought deals. I spent a million dollars in the last three years and I bought deals and we were making a million in revenue every year, but we weren't making 42% in net profit. Year one versus year two, I made the same in my bank account, even though we had made much, much more money. And so that's one thing that I think is so important. I hope all of you mindsetters out there listen to this, that profit first. Profit's got to come first. You got to be thinking about the bottom line, not just the top line. And it's fun and it's sexy to talk about making a ton of money. But what really matters is what goes into your bank account. So I think that's such a good lesson you're sharing. A hundred percent. And I'm telling you, Steve, I mastermind. I talk to people, these people that have million dollar, multi-million dollar businesses. And you know what the most common practice is? They put themselves on a low salary. 
They put themselves, they, they, they take seven to 10,000 on average out of their business for their family. I think it's completely asinine. I think that that's so ridiculous because they want to keep growing the business or scaling or doing this and that. I'm like, no way. But here's my, what I do, and this is just tactical for anybody that's, that's listening, is I keep two months in reserves for everything, operation costs, marketing costs, the, my cold calls. The only thing, real quick, the only thing I do for lead generation is cold calling and text blasting. That's it. So I don't do any other marketing at this point. Will I in the future? Sure. But anyway, so I keep two months, everything, Stephen, everything that's over that two months in reserves, I pull out. I'll pull it out daily. I'll pull it out weekly. I pull it out monthly. It goes right into my savings account. And I paid off everything that way. I paid off the mortgage. I paid off cars. I paid off student debt. I paid off everything. I don't have personal debt on anything because I was able to pull that out. And I think that's the most important thing because if you want to have the right mindset, it's not being stressed out by more bills. It's not being more stressed out by more expenses that you have and liabilities that you have. I I even buy, this is going to sound crazy, but I buy my investment properties cash. I don't even leverage investment properties. You know what I mean? It's silly, but I just, if you read enough books of people that really made a lot of money early in the 1900s, and you look at where are they now, the families that crumble are always the ones that get debt. Always. They leverage, leverage, leverage. Somebody makes a stupid mistake somewhere down the line, and it's over. My mindset is, buy things cash, keep as much cash for the family, keep enough in there to keep operations going and any investment that we need in our business. But after that, I scrape it and I take everything. Well, leverage is a great idea until it's not. And there's nothing more (laughs) stressful to have, you know, $60,000 a month due on private notes because you're flipping a lot of deals and then not have that money coming in and feel like, well, I got to wholesale this great deal. I want to do something different with because I don't have a choice. And so try not to put your guys' selves in those situations. But what I want to dive into just for a little bit here, we always talk about mindset and that's what's so powerful. But one challenge that a lot of my students and a lot of people in the community have been facing is this fear of getting started and this fear of like, how do I go out and find this deal? They go and learn all this knowledge about real estate investing, but then they don't actually apply it. And there's always something that's holding them back. So what do you have to share with folks who have been studying? They've been joining programs, they've been doing stuff, but they just can't get themselves started. What would you say? Hey, man, do this. It's going to help you. So Tom Kroll, Wholesaling Inc., the best, I mean, he's the best. My mentor, most incredible guy, he broke it down very simply. He says, most people, what they do is they get educated, they take action and that equals results. And he goes, that's all backward. You take action, you get results, that's your education. That's the education. I am telling you right now, I have experienced this time and time and time again, the dumbest people in our industry make the most money. I'm telling you, I am telling you, like they just, that nothing is holding them back from taking action. Action, results, that's your education. So what I would say with people starting out is you got to stack the small wins. Getting in your car is a win. Driving down the street is a win. Seeing a house that needs a total remodel is a win. Getting out of your car is a win. 
knocking on their door is a win, right? So you just stack all of these small wins so that you're constantly taking action. And the problem is people overthink it too much. Even 30 seconds of like really going through the analytics of what's going to happen if I do this action is going to take you way off course. That's why I say, keep it simple. If you have quality conversations, consistent quality conversations with distressed property owners, you literally cannot lose. You win. It's undefeated. It is flawless. Like it's just taking that action. So I think what most people think about, Stephen, is they think about the effect of their actions and not about the cause. The cause is the most important thing. The cause is going out there, talking to people every single day, being proactive, and understanding this is real life. Six to 10% of your market, of this country, is in some sort of distress, okay? They have a problem that you can solve if you put yourself into their life. It's your responsibility. So go out and help the community. Go out and help your market and be there and support them and solve the problems of the seller. And then on the other side, source opportunities for buyers if you're going to wholesale. I hope that you guys are getting a lot from this interview. Just have to take a quick break to let you guys know that if you're getting a lot from the podcast, if you're getting a lot from this episode, then I encourage you guys to jump over to the website and join us as we've got a really cool masterclass that's gonna help you guys go deeper to start really understanding and applying some of these key tenants, some of these key values of holding the investor mindset, of really living with an investor mindset. And so I encourage you guys to head over to theinvestormindset.com slash values, theinvestormindset.com slash values, and join us for this free gift. We've put together a masterclass series that is really powerful. It's going to help you guys get from where you are to where you want to go a little bit faster. And I promise you, you're going to see a lot of value. So let's get back to the episode. So tell me on the going out and finding deals front, a lot of people are running into challenges. It's getting harder. Marketing budgets are getting you know blown out of proportion going out and hustling to find deals by calling people and texting seems to be a really powerful strategy. Talk to me a little bit about what somebody needs to do if they're going to go implement this strategy. And then most importantly, what they need to be thinking about when they're actually going and doing it. Like how do they need to think so that they can do the right action? Love it. So a couple of different things. A lot of people don't take action because they're afraid of a couple of different things. They're afraid they don't know what to say right? They're afraid of rejection. And even more, they're afraid of success, which, you know, we hear and it's kind of like, you know, becoming a popular thing to talk about. But really, when you're talking to so many people all the time, and they actually tell you yes, sometimes you're unprepared, right? So the way that I take it is, I really like the philosophy that Bill Belichick has for the Patriots, right? They won a ton of champions. He's championships. They've done it. He says, just take one play at a time. Just do your job this one play. That's all I want you to do. That's the philosophy. So what I would say is if you're going to a door, if you're picking up the phone, making a call, just focus on that one door, that one call, and just focus on that process and fall in love with getting better. Fall in love. I'm telling you, if you talk to a thousand strangers about their property, you can talk to anybody about anything forever. It is a skill that lasts with you forever. It's just getting past those insecurities that we have. It's getting past that thought that we're going to get rejected and it's going to hurt real bad. It's just putting in the work step-by-step step to build up the endurance to be able to talk to strangers. 
Yeah. Why is it such a big deal to get rejected? I mean, I feel it myself, but from your experience, what, what's your thought on that? Well, it's interesting. I think people, <laughs> I think people have the wrong impression of getting rejected. It's one thing to get rejected from the people that you know and love. That's terrible. That's heartbreaking. But to get rejected from a stranger, what are they going to do? Especially if you're on the phone. I mean, what are they going to do? They're not going to come find you and you know, beat you up or insult you or whatever. You just move on to the next one. So I think people kind of get the sense that if they've ever been rejected in the past, that feels bad. So I don't want to feel bad. So I'm not going to go after it. And I'm not going to achieve the goals that I want, the financial goals that I want, because I'm afraid of feeling bad. Well, that's an identity thing, right? That you've got that identity castle inside you that says, I'm bulletproof. I can do anything. I am a great entrepreneur. I am a great professional. I don't want to be average. Like people listening to this podcast are like the what? 1% of a million percent of the population. Like we're special people. You're special. I'm special. The people listening to this, we're special people. We think differently. Really take that to heart and just take action. I'm telling you, it's going to open up your whole life to be able to communicate better for the rest of your life. So I think that, you know, the fear, yeah, it's there, but I think people build it up. They hallucinate too much in their mind. And once they do it, they feel like, oh, wow, that wasn't that bad. It's not even that bad once you actually go and do it. I, I catch myself all the time falling into this trap and heck, I study this stuff every day and I'm applying it, but we all fall into it. What are some of the biggest challenges that you see new investors, new wholesalers falling into from the work that you've done? A couple different things. Number one is consistency. So the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur is you can start it today. We live in America. You can go out and you can do it. The downside is there's no accountability, right? Nobody's watching you. There's no boss. There's no time cards. There's no, you know what I mean? The only scorecard is your bank account. So, you know, a lot of people need to be motivated or have some accountability, which I think that's why a lot of people go towards mentorship or coaching or something along those lines, or maybe it's a meetup group, or maybe it's, you know, a group on Facebook or something like that to share and have a community. But I think a lot of people, Stephen, feel like they're on an island by themselves. And when you're on an island by yourselves, whenever something happens, that is negative or tough or difficult, you feel like you have nowhere to turn, you internalize it. And when you internalize it, that's when we start hallucinating. That's when all the craziness stuff happens. That's why I suggest, I love you have a big stack of books behind you. You need to read every single day to plunge out all that crap that goes into our head every day, right? You got to plunge out. That's what these books are for. It's a mental plunger to get rid of all the crap so that you can be focused on really and put really good thoughts into your head. And books do that better than anything that I've experienced, for sure. And I read that Go-Giver behind you every week for a year in 2016, and my business is 10 x That book changed my life dramatically. Yep. I mean, it's one of those books where when you realize it and they tell it in such a compelling story, it's a, it's a fiction book, but it's written with nonfiction lessons in it. And it's one that I really encourage people to go and read because uh, at the end of the day, contribution is, is the key to fulfillment. Well, the and number success. one, you know, the law of value, that's what turned everything for me. I always wanted, it was me, it was my income, it was this, that, everything. And once I turned that out and I was like, I'm going to go bananas. I'm going to be relentless on the phone. I'm going to be networking with everybody. I'm going to be talking to everybody. I'm going to just go out and go crazy. 
and everything's exploded from there. You know what I mean? It really has. Life has been really, really great when you're in action, when you're reaching out, and like the law says, when you're providing value. Huge, 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 huge. So tell me a little bit about how you define success and what's success to you. I think success is fulfillment. I know that sounds kind of like a uh, Instagram post or something, you know what I mean? But I really do. I really think if you, there's a big difference, I think, between passion and purpose. You know what I mean? Passion, I think, is a flash in the pan. Passion is is something that kind of gets you motivated and is inspirational. But I think real purpose is success. And I think if you're fortunate enough to find your purpose, and it could be anything, whatever you want it to be, whatever, and you do have kids and you do have a family and you do show them that, hey, listen, you can go after what fulfills you. I think that's one of the greatest lessons of all time. So I think success to me is fulfillment. It obviously helps when, you know, that fulfillment comes with financial prosperity. You know, but I think that we're in a beautiful industry that marries both of them. It's a beautiful marriage between the two of them where you can have that fulfillment and you can have, you can make a boatload of money. I mean, it's crazy. It really does. You can definitely have both. And so I'm curious, you know, with that definition of success, do you feel successful? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I love it. I am happy every day. I am... the, the freedom that I have in my schedule, I love, love, love my purpose in life is the coaching that I'm doing. I love it more than anything. Every single one of my students has my personal cell phone number. I love it. I don't care. They text me. I text back, call, whatever. And I, this isn't an ad. I'm just literally telling you, I love it that much. People think I'm crazy, but it really fulfills me. It really brings me a lot of joy. And I get to spend a lot of time with my family. I don't have any debts. Yeah, I think life is great. And that all comes from this industry. It all comes from the opportunities that everybody has. There's six to 10% of the market is in distress. It is a conveyor belt. Everybody's worried about the market or the economy or the election or everything. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You still have to talk to people and there's still going to be people that are in distress that need you to help them solve a problem. So I'm excited. I love it. I think we could do this forever. So that's, that's a really exciting thing about our, our business. Beautiful. And Mindsetters, I hope you guys can find something you can get this excited and passionate about. I know you can. So uh, keep on listening and, and keep on searching for that. So Brent, tell me, what are some of your keystone habits, the things you do on a daily or weekly basis that have led to this foundation for your success? I think that any text message... It's very difficult for me to go to bed without responding to every text message that I got throughout the day. I think that that's a really important thing. I don't care if it's something menial. I I don't care if it's business or non-business related. People reaching out to you and communicating. Now, if it's a stranger or a text blast or something, I'm not, you know, I'm not responding to that. But, you know, the people that I know, that's one of the big things that I have. You got to keep your mindset strong and you got to exercise, of course, at least a few times a week. If not more, I think that you don't have to get too obsessed because I really do think that you could go down a rabbit hole and that would reduce productivity because you're too exhausted to keep the energy high. And I think it's a great idea to think every single day to start at zero, right? Zero money in the bank, zero deals coming in, zero opportunities and start that day fresh because The number one thing I think that really makes the difference between the people that are crushing it in our business and the people that are just dabbling is that hunger. 
And I think if you keep that hunger, even after you've been successful, even if after you've paid off your debts, even after you've got investments, even after all that stuff, then you can keep your energy because you love what you do. If you love this, then you can have authentic enthusiasm. Mm. Mm, I love that. I love that. I can feel that enthusiasm when I'm talking to you. And I know it's possible for other people to find that as well. So we've made it to the growth rapid fire round where the questions are quick, but the answers don't need to be. What's a book that's impacted your life the most or one you're excited about right now? Two books, The Go-Giver, of course, and The Financial Matrix. The Financial Matrix is a fantastic book. It talks about debt being essentially our world's financial slavery. So are you plugged into the matrix? Do you have a ton of debt? That one really changed everything for me. And I'm telling you, life is way better after both of those books. But I read The Go-Giver every single week for a year. Wow. That's, yep. that's, that's inspirational. And on the, on the inspiration front, what impact have mentors made in your life? And how do you look at going out and finding great mentors? Here's the thing. It's one of those things that if I see somebody that is outstanding at, at something that I want to do, I need to be in their world. Now, a lot of times, you know, these people are generous enough to where they start mentorship programs. So like with the Wholesaling Inc. program, I joined that in, in 2016. And then I, I was loud and I was there and I was participating and I was doing everything in the community that I could to get the notice and to have that conversation with Tom and Cody. And we just became friends and then they wanted me to do the coaching with them. So I think that the mentorship is where are they? Where are the people that you want to be and get into their world? Does it cost you money sometimes? Absolutely. It should there should be some sort of financial investment into that so that you actually take it serious because you want to return on your investment. If you don't invest anything, things can get wiggly fast. Well, people don't prioritize what they don't pay for. And so I think it is important to have that cost associated with it. And oftentimes, crazy enough, the bigger the investment, the more money you put down, the bigger return that you're going to find because you're going to go and search for that return. Yep. Yep. So finally, finishing off strong from a purpose perspective, what drives you to live your best life every day? I'd love to tell you it's like my family and all that. I love them, but that's not, I think just, I understand that I've got a lot of potential and we live in this amazing country. And I think one of the worst things in life is unfulfilled potential or untapped or unrealized potential. And so that really pushes me. I think that there's a lot more that I can give, a lot more value I can give. And I think that that allows me to be a better father, a better husband, a better friend, a better business owner, a better boss, whatever it is. And as long as I've got that, I win. And I love motivating and I get, this is like my tagline that I just discovered at this mastermind in Tulum, Mexico, is I love to motivate through authentic enthusiasm, like I said before. So I think that's really the tagline of my life. Yeah, that's what keeps me going, Stephen. Well, you definitely have a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> and thank you for bringing that energy to us today. Where can people find out more about you or get in touch? Yeah, guys, there's a lot of resources that I put out there. Talktopeople.com. It's really great. I hope that you get in and be a TTP insider. A lot of resources. And then I got a YouTube channel, the Brent Daniels Real Estate. You can check that out. We put out three videos a week. And then obviously the Wholesaling Inc podcast. It's incredible. It comes out five days a week. And if you are interested in that, in wholesaling and the, the instruction that you need for it, definitely check those out. 
Well, this was so much fun. Thanks so much, Brent. This was. You're you're the best, man. You're an incredible host. I mean, really great questions. And I hope, you know, a lot of these interviews, you don't get a lot of these deeper questions. And I really, I really appreciate that. And I really, I think that the the people listening to it get get a different side if they've heard me before than they than they ever have. And thank you. That was really cool. Absolutely. And mindsetters, as I leave you with every time, remember to go live a life worth inspiring others. And you can start today by applying some of the stuff you learned right here with Brent. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.